Hello, dear listeners. Hello to you. Uh, we are in another radio show of Harriet and Olad. Here with you, Abraham Barzidai. And, of course, this is live broadcast. Today is Wednesday, December 10, 2014. And before we start this radio show, um, I would like to say a few words of blessing to very um, dear um, person. And I'm talking about the manager of this radio station, Mr. Nisim Lazari. I know that um, right now um, he make a great, great Mesirut Nefesh uh, to make this broadcast happen. And the all this holy radio station, which called Jerut Radio, and as you know, uh, dear listeners, um, you can find on this radio station a lot of lectures, Jewish lectures, a lot of um, active programs that actually destined with a lot of consideration, especially for our community, the Jewish community in Brooklyn and around it. And, you know, we didn't... Um, um, spoke about it before, but I want to tell you that, honestly, he's standing um, against a lot of uh, difficulties, and I think that we as listeners and we as Rabbanim that giving the lectures here on the radio show has to reach a hand to him, and I think that each one of us has to think about which way I, ca- I can help him which way I can do something for this radio station, because I know, um, you know, in the last week I spoke with uh, Iran Yaakov, that he actually um, taking care about the technical issues, and he been told me that even um, the money to pay the domain for uh, the website to make the broadcast, um, they haven't, and his email didn't work for a week just because of this reason. So I know um, the situation is very, very hard, and I'm not uh, usually speak about it, but really, personally, I ask you, each one of us has to re- have to reach a hand to Mr. Nezer Mazari and uh, help him um, to make one step ahead and one step ahead to make this uh, beautiful uh, broadcast on J-Rot Radio uh, to keep going. Well, now, after we say that, and I have to emphasize that I didn't have been asked to speak about that, but I feel uh, a great need uh, to speak about it. So let's take it to our attention. Well, the listeners, we are one week away from Hanukkah. Hanukkah, we all love Hanukkah, and we all um, have uh, some experiences, very nice experiences from uh, Hanukkah, and uh, we all uh, like, I hope that we all like the lights of the candles, to sit in front of the candlelight and singing with the family and uh, give them some candies to the kids and kids dancing, and we're all happy when we um, experience um, to light the menorah. But 
the kids exciting because of the donuts, the sufganiyot, we say in Hebrew, and the sevivonim, and they really like it. And they like to play and waiting for uh, Hanukkah money, Dmei Hanukkah. But we, as adults, I have, we have to put a focus about uh, something else. Besides the happiness and uh, uh, the fine feeling that we have um, in Hanukkah. What is the matter of Hanukkah? Into the word Hanukkah. We know, we all know in Hebrew, um, it's going a different way uh, than the other's uh, languages. When we're talking about the language which is called Hebrew, it's Lashon HaKodesh. That's the Lashon, this is the language that Hashem created the world by it. It's not a simple thing. We know each one of the letters in the alphabet actually has its value, uh, Sometimes we're talking about uh, um, a numbers value, Mashenika Gimatria, and it's not uh, just uh, playing with. The, we don't play with the letters. This is, has a real deep meaning and a great secret in the language, language which called Hebrew Lashon Hakodesh. Now let's take and look into the word Hanukkah. When we say Hanukkah a few times, we very quick, quickly we can see it's very similar to the word of Chinuch, Chinuch and Hanukkah. That's the same root of the world, Chinuch, Hanukkah. What is the connection? What Hanukkah has to do with Chinuch and what Chinuch has to do with Hanukkah? That's actually the issue that we approach today, and we like to um, enlarge this issue because I think if we get the idea that I want to speak on it today, um, we can get a new perspective about the whole idea, the whole principle of education. But first of all, let me to remind you, you can listen to us uh, through the phone line. Phone number is 712-432-4217. You can also text us your questions right from now. Our phone number for texting is 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. And if you want to call in during this video show, you can do it at 718 683 5858. Writing question, you can send us to info at Abraham Barzilai with Y dot uh, com. Info at Abraham Barzilai dot com. Well, Hanukkah. Hanukkah and Chinuch. When we ask ourselves, what is the real meaning of Chinuch? The root, the source of Chinuch. Uh, show them the Torah when the Pasuk says Hanoch Lanar Alpi Darko Gam Kiazkin Lo Yasur Mimena. Shlomo Hamelech says Hanoch Lanar Alpi Darko. It means you have to educate your child when, when is the best time to educate your child Alpi Darko. 
Abits, meaning in the beginning of his life way. It's like when we say Albiha Be'er, in front of the water, when, when, where the water is starting, that means Albiha Be'er. Alpi in the Lashon HaKodesh means in the beginning of something. So Hanoch Lanar Alpi Darkom means you have to try educate and training your child for the life, but the best time to do that is Alpi Darkom, in the beginning of his life. And that's what the whole world used to call Chinuch. That's the matter of Chinuch. Now, let's say, for example, that you come, that you came home and you see your three years old uh, taking a crayons and start paint on the wall, on the white and bright wall. What is our response? Uh, some of us getting uh, angry. Some of us getting crazy. Some of us just take the, the crying from his hand and maybe give him a slip. Or maybe we're just yelling or just give him the correct criticize. But if we just look into we probably see that the concept of do not paint on the wall, do not uh, make your paint on the wall, the whole concept of it, it has nothing to do with real education. I mean, when I need to educate my child, I have to look into, do I afraid that my child is going to grow up with this character? Am I have some fears? Some, am I concerned about his future? Do I really afraid when he will be adult, he's going to paint on the wall all his beautiful paints? The common answer is probably not. I don't believe, I'm not concerned, my child is going to grow up with this bad character, with this bad midah, midot ra'ot, to paint on the wall. Or, for example, let's say that your child jumping on the couch with his shoes, and he makes the couch dirty. And I'm getting nervous. And when I ask the parent, tell me, why are you so getting nervous? After all, he just jumped, jumped with his shoes on the couch. So what is the matter? Then the parents say, what are you talking about? I have the responsible. I am have the responsibility to raise him up in the right way. And I want to educate my child to use their edits, do not jump with his shoes on a couch. That's the point when I ask, but wait a minute, tell me, do you really cons 
concerned your child's going to grow up with these habits? Do you really believe when he will be 16 years old, he's going to jump with his shoes on the couch? He thinks and then he says, no, I'm not really concerned about his future. If you don't concern about his future, it means there is no any educational problem here. You have another problem, a technical problem. You don't want the couch being dirty. Okay, I understand. But let's make the limitation. Let's make the distinction between educational issues to technical or survival issues. Because most of issues that we actually give the interpretation that we have an educational problem here, it's not a truth. If you look, to, if you just look into, and you really, honestly try to test it, you can find very quick. And most of our commands to our children, we just have an ex excuse when we say, "I want to educate him." But do you really believe that your child is going to grow up with this character, with his bad midot? We don't believe it. I know it might be sounds complicated, so let me to explain by a story. Um, there was a great rabbi a um, few generations ago which call, who called Agaon Rebchaim Mibrisk. Rebchaim from Brisk. And in his house, uh, was uh, a convention of all the Rabbanim, the great Rabbanim of uh, the particular uh, generation. And they spoke about um, and they spoke about the, the most important things of the generation, how to deal with it, how to struggling with some spirituality problem, and uh, the members of the communities, the Jewish communities uh, in the neighborhood. And during the convention, there was one little baby, maybe two years old, uh, that he was the uh, grandchildren of the Rebchaim Brisk. And during the, 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 the important convention, that baby start climb on the table and start go on the table while he pats the old long breath of the rabbonim till he came in front of the Rebchaim Ibrisk. And then Rebchaim Ibrisk took him, lift him in his hand and put him on the floor. Well, the little baby uh, probably enjoyed this uh, automatically elevator, so he tried again. He made a circle to the end of the table, then he climbs again, till he came into the front of the Rebchaim Ibrisk. And Rebchaim Ibrisk just keeps the convention as usual, while he takes him and put him, uh, another time he put him on the floor, and that circle happens twice, three, four, five times in the convention.
until one of the Rabbanim got nervous, and he said to Reb Chaim Ibrisk, Excuse me, Reb Chaim, b'mechila. Don't you think you have to educate this little two-years-old boy how to behave in so important Rabbonin convention? Then Reb Chaim stared at that rabbi and asked him, Do you believe that baby is going to grow up and when he will be 16 years old, He's going to climb on the tables, and uh, he's going to do something like that? Do you concern about his future? Do you really concern? He said, um, no. I don't think anyway he's going to grow up with this habit to climb and go on, uh, on a table. So Reb Hein says, so we have no educational issue here. It's just a habit of a little kid. But we do have an issue with your character. You have to fix your middle. You have to fix your, your characters. But there is no an educational problem here. It means when we approach to raise our children at the right way, first of all, I have to ask myself one question. Do I concern my child is going to grow up and maybe he's going to develop this bad character or not? When he didn't finish his meal, how many efforts we put about it don't move from your chair until you eat your supper. When we see him um, that he is uh, reading a book instead of getting to the bed, when we see him uh, that he rock on a chair instead of sit nicely and eat something, do you really believe your child is going to develop this bad character, this bad habit? Do you really concern about his future? Maybe he starting a process that's going to be larger and larger in the future. Do you really concern about it? If we will be, if we be honest, I think that seventy percent of our commands and response has nothing to do with education. Because education means I'm looking for the long term. If I see something for the long term, maybe my child is going to develop these bad habits for the long term, then I concern about his future because Hanoch Lanar al you have to educate your child in the beginning of his life only if you see something that you're really concerned about his future. Then you have to educate your child. I'm sorry that I put off 70% from your commands to your child in one moment. But this is the truth. Now, let's find the connection between Hanukkah 
and Chinuch, the words which just opened this lecture in it. We all be singing Be'ezrat Hashem on the next week. Ma'oz to Yeshua. We all know that song, right? And then we say, Chanukat HaMizbeach. What's the meaning, Chanukat HaMizbeach? You know, when you buy uh, a new house, you have to make something that we called Chanukat HaMizbeach. What is the meaning of Hanukkah HaMizbeach? Because the Mizbeach was stopped working because the Goyim, the Yevanim, uh, the Grace, actually Tim'u as Bet HaMikdash. They, um, they touched the Bet HaMikdash and right now Bet HaMikdash is not pure and we have to purify it but it takes time. When they found a little jar with a pure oil inside, they actually could start to renew the work of the menorah, to renew the operation of Bet HaMikdash, to activate the operation of Bet HaMikdash. So now we say Hanukkah HaMizbeach. Now we start working on the Mizbeach, but here is the emphasis. We have to remember, we don't want to work on the Mizbeach just for here and now. Definitely no. We want and we wish to work on the Mizbeach from right now and forever. We're looking for the long term. We're looking for the future. When you built a new house and you came in into the house, now we have to collect 10 Talmidei uh, Chachamim and they sit and say Divrei Torah. They're reading from a book of Divrei Torah, of Tehillim. And then, in the end of it, we actually finish the Hanukkah Tabayit. What is the real, the deep meaning behind this uh, a convention of those ten Talmidei Chachamim in your house? This, when I finish to build this house, and I'm coming into it, to live into it, I want to say to Borei Olam, I want to say to Hashem, Hashem, please, I know the way you start something, that's the way he's going to continue. The way you start something, that's the way it will keep on. I want to establish my house on the basic of Divrei Torah, on the basic of Kedusha, on the basic of connection with you, Borei Olam. I want to be connected to you. But I don't want it just for the specific evening that we made the collection of Ten Talmidei Chachamim. I do it right now because this is the beginning, but I'm looking for the long term. I want from right now and on, from now on, I want my house to be managed by the Torah rules. That's the meaning of Hanukkah Habayit. You heard that? Hanukkah Habayit? <laughs> Where Hanukkah came up from? 
חנוכה? חנוכה היית מכסלב. What are you talking about? And if I built my house in Tammuz, I also have to do Chanukat Habayit. Because Chanukah, it means to start a process right now with a view for the long term. I'm doing something right now and right here But my goal is not for right now and right here. My goal is for the long term. I want it to developing. I want it to be more and more to enlarge this thing that I actually started right now. Now let's go back to Chinuch. Chinuch goes on the same principle. I want to educate my child in... here and, and now, but I'm looking for the long term. I'm concerned about his own long term, about his own future. If I see my child have laziness to limut Torah, that means I have an educational problem because if he's going to start his life that way, maybe he's going to develop this laziness for the future. So I have to be concerned of it. So if I'm taking an action, some actions, to help him, to simulate him, as we always say, to simulate my child, to, be, to develop his desire for Limutua, that's the best thing you do. This is uh, your proper to call it educational action that way. But if you see your child jumping on a couch with his shoes or writing on a wall with his crayons, doesn't say you see an educational problem in front of you. Not at all. Because you're not really concerned he's going to develop this character and take it with him into his future. This is childhood habits. That's it. I agree. It's, get us, it's, made, it's drive us crazy, as, you, as people used to say. I know. So we have problem with our character, but not with that child. That child, after all, has a very naturally um, childhood habit. That's it. So from now on, when you heard the term of chinuch, think about it. Chinuch means start something. I'm starting here, but not for right here and right now. Also, I start the process right now, But I'm concerned about the long term. I'm look for the long term. How I want to see my child in the future. Few years past, how I want to see him. That's what we have to understand behind the matter of, um, of discipline. And we all have to remember... That when we try to educate our children, 
when we try to start uh, an educational process, we have to be very carefully. Do not make the opposite goal. Do not gain the opposite goal because so sometimes we're making some mistakes and we don't even aware of that. And we actually direct them in our hands to do and to develop bad character. How, you ask? You have to wait uh, after a, um, a small uh, musical break, but not before we're going to um, tell you our phone numbers for your text. We already received a few texts, but uh, let me to remind you that you can uh, keep and send us uh, your questions. Our phone number for texting is 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. If you want to call in, our phone number 718-683-5858. We're going to hear a um, small musical break. Right after that, a few words about, about my next visit in New York and about our special parenting workshop. Um, that actually is going to be in two weeks, Bezat Hashem. So stay with us. It will be interesting. Don't go anywhere. Bezat Hashem. Thank <laughs> you. 
חיים זה לא שיעול חשבון, זה גם מבחן. עכשיו, עלה קטן, הכל רגוע. אך ברחוק, אולי ענן מגיע. קח איתך צידה לדרך, את פרקתי.
and we have six sessions, a very special program uh, that parents can come in this workshop like one person and getting out after this uh, parenting workshop just like a new man, like just a new person. It gives you a lot of benefits. I think personally that it's also a help for the relationship between uh, couples, the relationship in your uh, workplace, in every place you go, you have the secret of relationship. Because in the matter, in fact, what is the matter of um, what is the matter of uh, education? Education, actually, the meaning of education is system of relationship. How you can influence the other mind. How you can simulate your child to behave as well. How you can discipline him. What is the importance of showing, of expression, of warmth and love. What actually the way to activate a proper uh, encouragement. We'll learn about a lot of topics, very, very interesting, very, very important to the life. But you can use it for all the other fields of the life because education is actually psychology system, how our personality actually structure built and how is the way to dealing with it? So I fully recommend you to join us. To join us, we have a few final spots because we want to make uh, small classes, so it will be more quality for you. So if you want to register uh, to our workshop, starts on December twenty nine. 28 I'm learning and 29 we start December 29 uh, and a special discount for who who register himself uh, up to December 21 now the phone number to register our special parenting workshop in New York in Brooklyn and in Queens in Brooklyn it's in English and in Queens it's going to be in Hebrew and also, you will get, in the end of this course, you will get uh, a special new uh, booklet with up to 70 pages that actually make the summarize of all our six sessions. You get it uh, in a professional translation to English, and if you want, you can get it in Hebrew. Uh, the phone number... Um, and you can get uh, a follow-up after this uh, a special course. You have two-month follow-up. And this is very, very large program. You can get the all details by Ilana, and you can register yourself by Ilana. Her phone number is 347-893-9994. I repeat, last spouts available. Three four seven eight nine three nine 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 four. This is the phone number of Ilana. You can register to our new workshop. Now let's go back back to our topic. 
We're talking about Chinuch. We have to be aware of few facts that actually may be like a trap for us when we try to educate our children. But before I go on with that, um, I just have to give an answer for one of the texts that we received. Uh, what about thumb-sucking uh, thumb or chewing on things like pencils or uh, knee legs? Well, I think that uh, this is the same principle. I mean, when you see your child, uh, when he's sucking his thumb, that may be uh, go with him until he will be a teenager, because I saw, at least I have experienced, uh, I saw a lot of students during the years that even on 7th or even 8th grade, they still sucking their thumbs. So this is a problem that we have a concern for the long term. Maybe it's going to affect there is a self-image, their self-esteem in the future. Maybe when the society is going to laugh on them, they will be suffering from it. That's a point that, that's right, the, the very fact that he sucking his thumbs doesn't, doesn't make a problem. It's not a spirituality problem. It's not a sin. It's not a vera. But it has uh, uh, consequences. I mean, maybe the society is going to laugh on him, so his self-image and his self-confidence is going to be lower and lower. So we have uh, to find a way, and this is not the time, I'm not going to explain right now how to uh, avoid your child from uh, sucking his thumbs, but actually this is, our, this is uh, uh, an educational issue. But uh, I think that chewing some pencils or, or something like this, I don't think it's something that he may develop. I think in the future it's going to pass by itself. And I don't think that uh, chewing a pencil is going to affect the self-image or self-esteem of your son. So I don't see it's problem. But about uh, thumb-sucking, yes, you have to take care about it. Now, listen to the continue of our radio show. We shall suggest, suggest uh, some solution, I hope, if we have a sufficient time for it. Well, dear listeners, I would like uh, to warn you from a very common trap when we are approaching to the educational process. Most of parents sometimes put a lot of efforts to make their child's behavior better and better, to improve it. But sometimes we forget the real goal of education. As we say, education, chinuch, it means I'm starting right now, but I'm concerned about the long term. Now let's say that your uh, child has an issue with his homework. He doesn't want to make that. Most of parents actually has a lot of pressure from the school system. Teach, teachers calling and say, you know, your child didn't make his homework for a week. 
What you gonna do with it with it? So in one hand we have the pressure from the Talmud Torah, from the Bitsefer, from the school, from the I know today even from the kindergarten, the more are calling and say something. Okay. But on the other hand, we have the honest the truth difficult of my child to sit for 20 minutes or maybe a hour to make his homework. So uh, what should I do with this complicated situation? Now, I don't want to get into the real issue if uh, homework it's really a, a value or not. Personally, I think not. But we have to get them used to make their, them ho- their, their homework. So what we can do? A lot of parents make the efforts about the external behavior of our child. They coerce their child to make his homework. They force him to do that. If you want, and even if you don't, I want you to do your homework right now. But mommy, it's too complicated for me. Mommy, you don't help me. I don't have power to do that. I'm tired. It's just excuses. That's the parent's response, yes? It's just excuses. I want you to do it right now. And sometimes we have, if we have uh, a strong, a hard pressure from the school, we may react. Now we ask, in the final stage, our son finally made his homework. Now the parents very calm. I know tomorrow I have no problem with his teacher. But what about your child? The parents might feel satisfied. Yeah, I did it. I made it. Now my child will get used to make his homework. And if it happens tomorrow and the day after and the day after, and my child made his homework, I, as a parent, very satisfied. I feel good with myself. I, I, I have a solution for the problem. That's it. But this is not truth. You know why? Because when you forced your child to do something, when you coerced him to do something, you actually put the focus only on his external behavior. But a simple thought about what's going on inside his heart will teach us that today he is more hate the concept of homework much more than the last week. Because you know why? When you force someone to do something, inside his heart, start a process of development of hating to that specific concept. This is very naturally respond. If I as a lecturer, try to force my crowd to listen to me instead of make uh, a lot 
instead of trying harder to make the lecture interesting, I think no one will <laughs> will suffer me. Everyone is going to hate me. Why do you want to force me to do something? We say that Tzuat Adam, we always emphasize that Tzuat Adam, the, uh, the human being format, actually expressed by the abilities to making choice, to be bocher. We say in Hebrew, bocher. We have the bechira. We have the abilities to make a choice if I want to go that way or maybe the opposite way. But I have the ability to make my decision. So if the Tzuat Adam, the human being format, actually created by this rule, when you start, when you try to be involved, you actually broke some, breaking something. When you try to enrule, you try to rule your child and to force him to do something, even if it's something that he likes to do. But when you force him, he starts to develop anti. I don't want to do that. Just because what? Because did you force me to do that? This is very naturally respond. But your child... What he can do, he is a little one. He cannot do anything. He cannot fight with you because you are stronger than him. So what? So he starts fight with you in his imagination. Inside his heart, he starts to develop a hating to this specific value that you so try to inherit And the much that he follow your orders, and it seems in his external behavior that he make a progress, but inside his heart, he making a regress. He is going back. He start to develop hating for those values that you so try to pass him. When he will be adult, he's going to, not adult, teenager, he's going to throw all your values away. He doesn't want to hear in it, and he develops hating ju not just for those values, but to you as parents also. This is the explanation for all those guys who went away from their home at the time that they just can, could, to do that. That's the most explanation, the most of cases. Because the conditioning you made, when you always force him, coerce him to do something, the bad experience inside his heart always goes with his parents. Because the parents was the represent of the values they who, the one who starts to coerce him, to force him to do that, so when he develops hate, hating to those values, he also develops hating to his own parents. It's very, very sad. 
when a parent says, say Birkat Amazon, sit in the tefillah, where is your tzniut, look how you dressed. When we always criticize, maybe we fix our children's external behavior. But nobody really think about what is my child going through? What's going on inside my heart, my child's heart? Is he develop love and he accept my values? Or maybe the opposite process is actually happens right now. But we don't used to think about it. You know why? Because we looking for quiet. That's it. If your child is quiet, doesn't make any problem, you wouldn't even approach to him. You worth to put an earphone in your ears and listening to great music. That's it. When we start to remember that we have to educate my child, when he starts making troubles right now, <laughs> Look at the situation. Our children actually, they are who decide if we will educate them or maybe we avoid from educating them. Because we as parents always respond. We're not initiate any educational action. So what are we expecting for when we see the all troubles in teenagers? Well, it's very wide, this issue. But, Bezat Hashem, in the course, in the parenting course that will be in the end of this month, Bezat Hashem, in Brooklyn and in Queens, we shall enlarge some issues just like that to explain the whole personality system, how it works. The phone number for last spots available in our um, parenting workshop uh, if you want to register to our workshop, you can call Ilana, 347-893-9994. If you want to text us, you're welcome at 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. If you want to call in, J Rich Radio, 718-683-5858. Let's go to the next stage of this uh, process. What happens when you try and you're always dealing with your child's external behavior? Naturally, you start to develop hating to do things. That's right. But the real damage is that your child, if he grew that way, and I'm sorry to say that, but he doesn't have a lot of chances to make Chazara B'Tshuva. You know why? Because let's say that your child has had a very negative uh, experiences when he sought near his father in the tefillah. 
when his father always says, put your eyes in the Siddur. I want you to point the words, the Chazan is right on it. When the woman from Ezad Nashim throws some candies, he doesn't allow his child, his child, to collect them because it's unpolite. The experience of your child in the Beta Knesset, in the shul, is very, very negative experiences. So also, you see, his external behavior is just excellent. He sees most nice than all his friends around him. He reading from the Siddur every single word without miss a word. His external behavior better, much better than the other kids. But what about his internal experience? Do he start to develop loving to the term of the tefillah? Or maybe he starts to hate it. You know, when we were a little kids, we had some play that some game that we took a piece of tree in the form of the letter Y. Then, between of uh, between of it, we put a rubber that you can put a stone on it, something like a rogatka. We say in in Hebrew. I don't know. It's in English. Maybe rogatka. When you stretch the rubber to one direction, the more you pull it to one direction, the stone you want to throw will be farther and farther. The same principle in our children's behavior. When you coerce your child to do something, when you force him to do something, against his will, actually you stress the robber. You stress and stress and stress more and more and more and more until one of the options. First one, your child cannot stand on it, cannot stay on it, and then it's blow out and the second option, you as parents be exhausted. And when you exhaust, you stop holding him, you stop coercing him, and then you actually threw him away, away to the opposite direction. When he becomes to be a teenager and he is stronger than your stress, you make a great progress, but to the opposite direction. And it's very, very sad, because I saw so many cases of teenagers that left the, the way and they went to, to the other, to the definitely other direction. And they hate the world, 
they hate their parents, they hate the concept of tefillah or limut Torah, and that's it. Now, how this guy can make Chazara B'Tshuva? How? He hated. Who was the trigger to make him hate it? His unbeloved parents. Can you get what I'm saying? I'm not really sure because we as uh, someone that can that give consultation for people, I see a lot, a lot of cases, too much cases. So, what we can do, you ask, what is the what is the solution for that problem? Let me to give you the answer. Without Hashem, right after a small musical break, but we remind you, you can keep and send us your text, and we shall take it right away. A phone number for texting, 347-927-8398. I'm also inviting you to visit my new website, abraham-barzilai.com. Abraham-barzilai, with Y, dot com. Stay with us. We're going to a small musical break and we'll be right away back on air. Tablet, 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 tablet
ומרתק. בעיות של משמעת חריפות מאוד, אימפולסיביות אם נקרא לזה כך, רגזניות יתר ותגובות כוחניות, אם זה בהרמת ידיים, אם זה בהצקות לחברים. התנהגות שהיא פרועה והיא לא רגועה. ומרגש. אף אחד לא נותן תשומת לב למה קורה בנפשו הפנימית של הילד. הוא נוגע ישר בנקודה. לא. ניתן לכפות לעולם תהליכים נפשיים על הילדים. והחודש הוא נוחת בניו יורק. רדיו ג'יי רוד, בשיתוף ארגון שמעיה, שמח להודיע על בואות של הרב אברהם ברזילי לניו יורק, הרצאות מרתקות ומעניינות בנושא חינוך ילדים. בנוסף, כל הרצאה יינתן זמן לשאלות ותשובות בקהל. אמא ואבא יקרים, זוהי ההזדמנות של פעם בשנה להיפגש עם הרב באופן אישי ולקבל ייעוץ והדרכה עם תוכנית פולו-אפ. מיוחד עבורכם. אסור לכם לפספס את זה. התקשרו עכשיו לטלפון 347-893-9994. יהיו גם חוברות ודיסקים חדשים לגמרי. פרטים ותאריכים מדויקים יתפרסמו בהמשך ובמהלך הביקור. הרצאות יתקיימו בעברית ובאנגלית. Children. 
it's not a simple thing, and it's not busha, it's not a shame to come and learn about it. You know how many messages I receiving, and they ask in the end of the question, please don't answer on air. Please call me, or, or when I can call you, or write me back. Back, and I really understand it. I really understand it. That it's not so simple to people to be uh, exposed. But here you have a special opportunity because I'm living in Israel. <laughs> and regarding the next uh, text messages, my name is Abraham Barzilai. They ask what is my last name. And someone even asked, where is my uh, region country? Israel, of course, and I'm really proud of that. So you ask, uh, how did I get this accent? I don't know, it's Yadad Ishmael. But um, th- you have a really special opportunity to get to learn from someone who doesn't live in your neighborhood. So you don't expose, and I don't want even to know your name. Believe me, don't be shy right now, because when the issues, the problems, getting worsen and worsen, then you lose twice. First, you lose because of the troubles. Second, you have to expose yourself. So what did you have gained? Nothing. So the phone number to register to our workshop, we start on December 29, 347-893-9994, or you can do it through our website, www.abraham-barzilai.com. Uh, our email, you can send us an email all over the week, info at abraham-barzilai.com. Well, the listeners, let's go on, and you can keep send us your text messages, 347-927-8398. Well, now we reach to the most critical concept, a new concept that we have, if we have a responsibility as parents. I call it activation and internalization. And what I mean? We have a conflict. If I want, in one hand, if I want to educate my child, I want to make him to getting used to positive habits I must do it when he is in the infancy, when he is a child. I can't wait until he will be uh, 18 years old, and then I explain him the importantness of the values of the behavior, and now I want him to learn. Because he lose all the critical years, and he lose the habits that actually purchased precisely in the infancy, in the earlier age. But on the other hand, if I try to force him, if I try to coerce my child to do something, 
So we have the Rogatka principle. Yes? I make a stress to one direction, but it's against his own will. So one day, he would throw himself farther and farther. <laughs> so it's conflict. How we can do, how we can dealing with it. Well, the answers, the answer is activation and internalization. We shall learn about this term, this professional term, in our course, Bezat Hashem. Um, but let's try to explain it in a few words. You know, I just wanted to get the concept, even if it's just from above, but it's really important to us to learn this uh, method, how it works. Um, yes, you're right. First of all, we have to force our children to getting used to values when they still young. Yes, we must do that. You know where I take it from? From Chazal. The source of everything I say here is from Chazal. And I can prove it one by one. Well, Chazal, in Shulchan Aruch, Rabbi Yosef Karozatzal, there is a whole concept, and also in the Gemara, in Rishonim, in Achronim, we can find the concept of Gil Chinuch, the age of education. It means, also your child didn't reach yet to 13 years old, to his Bar Mitzvah, but you as father must buy for him Lulav, you must educate him to be attend in Adlakat Nerot Chanukah. You must to educate your child for Tkiyat Shofar. Even Tzomot, he have to make a Tzom for a couple of hours. The whole concept of Gil Chinuch, it means that uh, also your child didn't reach to Bar Mitzvah, but he has to getting used to the habits, to the Torah habits. You must do it. But the question is, how can I figure out the problem of the stress when I pull him to one direction? He, in his internal experience, actually pulled to the other direction. How can I struggling with this? The answer is internalization. You have to taking care about what's going on in your child's heart. And let me to explain it, as I said, in a few words, because I have a few, um, uh, a few text messages to answer. So in a few words, I will give you an example. Let's say that your child doesn't like to say Dvar Torah on the Shabbat table. He doesn't want it. And you convince that his rabbi gave them every Friday very nice Dvar Torah with a special story. 
and your child listening in the lesson, and he knows it, but he just wants to run in the way of the table to play with his uh, Lego blocks on the rug. He doesn't want to stay on the table and say Dvar Torah. How are you struggling with it? Most of parents, you don't allow to leave this table till you say your Dvar Torah. And next time I see you running away at the table, you have to stay in the table all over the meal. And you're getting into your bed right after, into your bed right after the meal, the Shabbos meal. So we're actually always dealing with activation, to activate my child, my child, the way I want to see him. But don't, don't forget, you make a damage. Yeah, you must do it, right? You have, you have to, to educate your child, but you have to be focused what's going on inside his heart. So, how the system works? You have to tell him, my dear son. And when I say you have to tell him, the parent have to stay calm. Don't make every single thing uh, so emotionally. Stay calm and tell him in fairness, my dear child, do you really understand what your rabbi explained today in Friday, the Chidush, the Dvar Torah, you know it or not? If he say yes, I know it, tell him. From right, from now on, from this Shabbat, I don't gonna give you giving up on your Dvar Torah. This is makes me so pleasure. I'm not gonna giving up at it. And I coerce you if you want, and even if you don't want. You have to say your Dvar Torah on the table. And you must do it if you want and even if you don't. That's it. Now, when you uh, speak definitely, he really, you express your emotions so he understands. Now, I have no way to, to escape from it. I have to do that. But this is the only, the first half of the educational action. Now, Lel Shabbat came, Shabbat evening came, and now you finish the meal, and then you say, Dear Yossi, I want to hear you say Dvartorah. He probably feel very bitter. He, he don't want to say it, but you force him, so what he can do? This is my father, what can I do? Right? That's right. That's what's going on inside his heart. So he said it, in Hebrew we call it chaplap. He said it very fast, very quickly, a half of things, and that's it. When you say, never mind, then he running away to the Lego blocks, and inside his heart he thinks, oh, I hate this father. He always coerces me to do something. Oh, I don't want to say this Dvar Torah. And at all, what does my father needs my Dvar Torah? My father knows everything. He knows also what the Rebbe said in the, in the classroom. He just wants, you know, to make me feel so bad. 
he didn't could uh, uh, skip in it to pass, why he forced me to do that? That's his feelings. Even if he doesn't say it to himself uh, in the specific words that I used right now, but this is the feeling that actually fills his whole heart. Now the father has to pass to the other half of the educational uh, action, which is called internalization. What I mean internalization? Now you, as a parent, have to making sure your child feel pleasure, a pleasant feeling from his action, from his valtoa. You have to wait for a bit. And when you see that his bad uh, feeling starting to getting off him, and he starts to be, you know, to play with his Lego blocks, and he forgot about the old idea, now the father speaks with his wife and he says, I'm telling you, this is our Yosile. Now Yossi recognized that you speak on him. Automatically, he reaches ear because he wants to listen into what are they talking about me? And mother answers, it's that so? And father answers, yes, I'm telling you, he's going to be a great rabbi, Israel, very great rabbi. Wow, it's that so, mother says. And father responds, yes, didn't you see how he says his Dvar Torah? So professional, just like a best lecturer. I've been so impressed of him. I'm telling you, I didn't know my son. I'm telling you, I didn't know he, he knows to say it so well, to put the things on the table. So fabulous, Dvar Torah. But now, this is the place, this is the point to say and to emphasize, the father has to be honest. Because when you try to pretend your face in front of your child, they don't buy it. You know why? Because they are pure. The children are still pure. They have no sins. Because that's so pure, if we try to pretend... It's ridiculous. They don't, they don't really believe us. Their, their truth sense so strong and sharp that you don't have a chance. So you have to close your eyes and think about the very fact that your child said Vatara. Even if it say it very quickly, and you hate to do that, but just open the window and look down the street, see how many kids doesn't say, don't say any Vatara. They don't walk with, with a Yarmulke. And you have the, the merit to raise in your house, in your home, a child which says it's not a simple thing. Think about it for a few minutes and then open your eyes and speak to your wife so it will be real from the bottom of your heart. Then you can see in the corner your child listening. And because of the fact that you didn't tell him any compliments directly to him, 
but you say it to your wife, he really believe it. He start to internalize the value of Dvar Torah. It makes him pleasure. Now you erase the old bitter uh, feeling that he had when he started to say the Dvar Torah. And then you can keep on and tell to your wife, i so impressed of him. I don't know what is the merit we have, that we have the right, the merit, to raise the Gdol Hador Habad, the next generation's great rabbi. And then the father came up, approached to his son, put himself on the, on the rug, on the floor, and kissed his child and whisper in his ear, My dear son, I'm proud of you. At that night, Yossi came to go to the bed, and he lay on his bed, and one thought actually feels his heart. You know what is the thought? Feels his heart? Feels his heart? When will be when will be the next Shabbat I so want I can't wait for the next Shabbat because I want to say the Dvar Torah so I want you to recognize what we have been what we had here in the first stage, we must force our child. Because I couldn't wait till he grow up, and then I will explain him. But on the other hand, to force him, to activate our child, is just the half of the educational process. The other half to accomplish the mission is to make the process of the internalization, to make him feel good with himself, to make him positive feelings. Now he starts to be connected to that habit that I so tried um, to inheriting my child. Uh, well, dear listeners, now uh, let me take um, one of your text messages. Uh, let's try to read it. My baby is nine months old and sometimes makes an upset face expression and closes his fists. I give him a lot of love and attention. I'm just nervous that he will grow and stay a nervous person. What should I do when he makes this angry expression? Thank you. Thank you, too, for the question. Dear listener, I would like to ask from you one thing. Leave your child. Please. Don't be concerned 
when he just nine months old. Do you really believe you can see character on three months old? Even four and five years old you cannot see. Some of the mora, the morot in the in the kindergarten, they say, you know, I think your child uh, needs some assistance. I think he he's he tremendously wild. Maybe he's suffering from ADHD or some words that they just learned in the seminary. No. Three, four, five, five years old, you can't see anything of your child's future. This is a big whole lie. Please. The parents who concern about the future of their child, when they little kids, one, two, three, four years old, usually they cause, they become to be caused of the problems of their child. Please let him grow the way he wants. One thing I can, one thing I can suggest you. The matter of discipline is very, very important for the life. This is not the time to explain it. You can reach my website, abraham-barzilai.com. You can find the all-recorded uh, lectures of mine under the high headline of uh, radio show. Then you can find we speak about a lot of uh, uh, discipline. But discipline is very important to start even in nine months old. I want you uh, to find... Um, one corner in your home, and when your child starts to creep in a home, choose one corner that he is not allowed to reach there. And each time he reaches there, you lift him up and put him in the other direction and tell him, no, 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 mommy disagree to reach here. That's it just for training him to the concept of discipline, but not more than that. Don't be concerned about your child's future when he is one or two years old, especially the specific case that you have just a baby that he's nine months old. Leave him to grow up naturally. It's most healthy to you and for him and for you also. A phone number for text messages. I have, we have, I think that we have a uh, um, few minutes to get more text. A phone number 347-927-8398. Let's hear some promo of my next visit and we'll be right back with you. We ask from around to play Bivakasha.
לדבר כל דבריך בנחת לכל אדם ובכל עת תנצל מן הכעס תתנהג תמיד לדבר כל דבריך בנחת לכל אדם ובכל עת תנצל מן הכעס וכאשר תעלה על ליבך מידה ענבה שהיא מידה טובה מכל המידות הטובות וכאשר תעלה על ליבך מידת היראה תן ליבך להבין, להשכיל ותישמר מן של משמעת חריפות מאוד אימפולסיביות, אם נקרא לזה כך, רגזניות יתר ותגובות כוחניות, אם זה בהרמת ידיים, אם זה בהצקות לחברים, התנהגות שהיא פרועה והיא לא רגועה. הוא מרגש. אף אחד לא נותן תשומת לב למה קורה בנפשו הפנימית של הילד. הוא נוגע ישר בנקודה. לא. ניתן לכפות לעולם תהליכים נפשיים על הילדים. והחודש הוא נוחת בניו יורק. רדיו ג'יי רוד, בשיתוף ארגון שמעיה, שמח להודיע על בואות של הרב אברהם ברזילי לניו יורק, הרצאות מרתקות ומעניינות בנושא חינוך ילדים. בנוסף, כל הרצאה יינתן זמן לשאלות ותשובות בקהל. אמא ואבא יקרים, זוהי ההזדמנות של פעם בשנה, מרב באופן אישי, ולקבל ייעוץ והדרכה עם תוכנית פולו-אפ, במיוחד עבור... אסור לכם לפספס את זה, התקשרו עכשיו לטלפון 347-893-9994. יהיו גם חוברות ודיסקים חדשים לגמרי. פרטים ותאריכים מדויקים יתפרסמו בהמשך ובמהלך הביקור. הרצאות יתקיימו בעברית ובאנגלית. Hello my fellow friends, this is Abraham Barzilai from Harayat Anulad Show here in J-Rate Radio. Just like every year, I will visit in New York this year too, Emir Tzayashem. 
but today we have something fresh. I'm glad to announce that we open a new professional parenting course in Brooklyn and Queens. Includes six intensive sessions, morning school and evening school. If you want to join me to an unbelievable journey, call now 347-893-9994-347-893-9994. See you there. Well, the listeners, we're here back, and we have three more minutes. Uh, that's it. So let's take one more text, and I really apologize from all the rest of you that I couldn't reach their text with Hashem in the next radio show. Uh, my, ni- my nine years old son is embarrassed to speak up in class and shy from the rabbi. He also gets made fun of in class and doesn't have great social skills. You have advice? Um, I have advice, but first of all, I have to emphasize that I have no uh, 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 basic details uh, to help you. But in general, and if, in a few words, um, social skills are things that you can teach your child. Many, many uh, parents actually think that it's uh, something, uh, obviously. I mean, it has to come from itself. And no, there are a lot of kids that actually we have to learn them how to purchase friends, how to manage in the class, even a simple thing that we uh, guessed that uh, our child actually knows how to Let's take an example. Someone wants to be a friend of the other one in a class, and he can come and give him a huge, uh, uh, he hit him very strong on his back because he wants to be his friend. It means, hey, how are you? But the other one says, what are you doing? Why are you hitting me? And he goes to the rabbi to tell him, look how uh, how he hit me. And he didn't mean for it. So I mean, you have to uh, reach, you have to teach your children how to behave and how to purchase friends, how to manage himself in the classroom and the lesson. Uh, and for the issue of the embarrassed to speak up in class, um, I'm sorry, but we have no uh, time. Uh, to give you the answer because we have to finish this radio show. There is someone uh, after us. So, dear listeners, my personal phone number, if you want to call me every night between 10 through 12 midnight Israel time or every Wednesday, like about 10 minutes after this radio show, my phone number is 917 If you want to register to our uh, parenting workshop, Call now. We have uh, uh, last spots, 347-893-9994. Visit our new website, abraham com. I want to thank Iran Jacob. I want to thank the manager of this um, radio station, uh, Nisim Lazari. And Ilana Lazari, thank you very much. And we'll be here at the same time, the same day, the same hour in the next week. Be Dutch. Bye-bye.